around the country with your host, Dave Woods. This is the radio show where country music gets up close and personal. Spend some time in the country and get to know our guests. Spend some time in the country where the music's the best. The latest news and memories, two great stories that get told. Spend some time in the country, now it's time we start the show. Joining me on the show is Ontario's own Thorn and Roses, made up of Jay Real, Jenna LaDuke, and Lindsay Beckett. They're here to talk about how all three of them became Thorn and Roses and to share some cover songs they're doing and talk about an upcoming album coming this fall. Welcome to the show, Jay, Jenna, and Lindsay. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Thanks for, for having us. My pleasure to have all three of you here, Thorn and Roses. And uh, you guys are great together. Anybody who goes on YouTube can check you out, or, of course, anyone who catches one of your performances, because you guys are playing at a lot of places, uh, will hear your wonderful sound, and you guys have great harmonies. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you. We, we, uh, I've always said from the beginning that, uh, I, personally, I'm not sure what the girls think of, of this, but uh, I've always considered this band to be more of a vocal trio first and it just so happens that we all play an instrument so therefore we've become a, a band trio but uh i think our our focus point really is our harmonies and harmonies are such a distinctive part of so many groups uh in any genre of music in country music for sure harmonies the way those uh, three voices sound together as you said create a wonderful sound and where we can hear that if we go on youtube uh the three of you singing seven bridges road without any instruments and you just hear these wonderful voices yeah it's um sorry go ahead lynn oh no well um thank you dave it's it's pretty pretty neat that all of our voices have a very distinct quality, and they're all very different. But it seems as, so, as when we sing together, there is um, there is a quality that is is pretty unique. And and I know that that's that's a big part of what I love about the group is is the blend between all three of our voices. And I love the name Thorn and Roses. I guess we can figure out who's who based on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get that. Not a lot. that you're a, a bad thorn by any means. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> it's a great name, and we need uh, a, another great trio in country music and Canadian country music. So I can't wait for you guys to uh, you know get music to radio. Do you, are you in the works uh, working on an album? We're actually hoping to start kind of recording our own sound and our own uh, our own interpretation of what it is that we do starting in the fall. So we working on a few ideas and we've got kind of lots to work with and we're hoping to have something ready to go come fall time so we're really excited about that and uh and again it'll feature you know that three-part harmony that's kind of the most important um forte that we have and we're and we're looking to feature that in all that we do from this point forward so we're looking forward to it so you should have something from us coming up in the fall 
Awesome. That is great news. Uh, I want to sort of have a chance to get to know each of you and for our listeners, too, and your musical uh, background and interests. And we'll start with you, Jay. Uh, I know you've got a wide variety of influences, but uh, Merle Hager is one of them. And also, when we hear you sing, you can sing many different kinds of songs and styles, but there's definitely a Vince Gill influence when you sing. Yeah, you know, I uh, I have a tenor voice, and growing up in the country community, there wasn't very much for me to sing or do uh, until Vince Gill and Ricky Skaggs sort of came along because they they are also tenors. So, uh, I mean, I you know, you could sing some Merle Haggard songs and a few things like that, but Merle had just has such that deep growl in his voice. And, of course, I just I can't do that. <laughs> so... Uh, so yeah, I, I tend to lean a lot towards uh, a lot towards the higher tenor sort of like vocals. But uh, but I have to say, while we're on influences, my grandmother was my greatest and biggest influence. She's the reason why well, she's the reason why we're having this interview. To be honest with you. Wow. Tell me about that. Tell me more about her. Uh, my grandmother. Um, my grandmother. She loved. She was. She loved music, and she was a piano player, and. I can tell you this, uh, from as young as I could remember, uh, I would come over to stay for a few days or the weekend as, you know, as grandkids always do. And, um, and the first thing I'd do, and she could be making dinner for grandpa on the stove. And I would literally come over and pull on her apron and say, grandma, let's go make music. And she would stop what she would turn the stove off and grandpa, he, he didn't like it all that much, but he understood why. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) And she would pour me a little shot glass of Coca-Cola. And we'd have two or three uh, little rosebuds. She had a little bit of a sweet tooth. So uh, we'd have a couple of little chocolates and a half a a little shot glass of Coca-Cola. And we'd go downstairs for 30 to 45 minutes. And she would do this every time I asked without fail. So she, uh, she really was the backbone of my nurturing of music, for sure. That's amazing. It's so great to get an influence directly from a family member, not just uh, a big artist that we all know. That's that's amazing. Uh, Jana, tell me mm-hmm. about your influences. And But before you do that, Jana, uh, tell me the quick story, if it is quick, on how the three of you uh, musically came together as Thorn and Roses. You know what? It's actually a funny story. We, uh, we had all worked together in various combinations, but never the three of us alone. Um, and and this had been happening for years. I think I met Lindsay. I was terrified when I was maybe 17 years old on a gig where I wasn't supposed to be in the bar. And I was. <laughs> the band had stuck me in to come and sing. And, and Lindsay was there, so we played together. And, and this had been happening for years, but we actually we ended up at a little pub one night on a Wednesday night where we hosted an acoustic night. And somebody had requested a Dixie Chick song, and I, I sing quite a bit of Dixie Chick, so I went back and I thought, okay, well, let's see if we can quick work this one up. And, and Lindsay and I were singing together, and Jay walked over and added the third part harmony, and, it, and it, it just clicked right on stage while nobody was listening. We were practicing for the next set just to see if we could run this tune, and it, it, was, it was one of those magical moments where you, you kind of take note and go, wow, there's something about that that, that makes sense. So... Um, mm-hmm. We we actually had a conversation right then and there and said, wow, that's that's different. That sounds good. We played the song. And the next week we got together and started running set lists to see what we could come up with. And, and I guess the rest is history. We uh, 
Jay accidentally said on stage, well, aren't I the thorn between two roses? And, and, and <laughs> that was the name. Of, Perfect. Yeah, that was, that was the name. And, and that's how it all came together. It was just literally by accident. Magical. A really great yeah. accident that, you know, it, I'm it was meant to be going to continue for a long, long time. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So it was, that it is was incredible. a cool, night, cool and, moment. And it, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And who are some of your influences, Jana? And I'm not sure if Michael Jackson is one of them, but I have seen you guys sing Billie <laughs> Jean. I think it's really cool to that you guys cover that song. It, yeah, I'll be honest. I have probably the rockier voice of the three. Um, so I've definitely, my influences kind of come from all over the place. My dad, my dad's band from the moment I was born was the Beatles. So I listened to the Beatles a lot, which is kind of where the harmony came in to play. And I ended up in choir from, you know, the time I could walk until they kicked me out when I was 18. Cause I was past the age where you were allowed to be in it anymore. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so that was definitely um, a big one was the Beatles music and, and lots of country. And my family comes from the East coast and the Ottawa Valley. So there was lots of, Every time there was a family reunion, and uh, the Ladukes are a big clan, so we there was generally 150 to 200 <laughs> people at each family reunion, and it was just a big Kaylee from start to finish. Everybody played, everybody sang, and and that's kind of how I grew up learning to sing harmony and and just learning to jump in and play. So incredible! What a great uh, background. And Lindsay, I know with you that you. Uh, uh, come from the Beckett family, the musical group. And I, I believe you guys are still performing as a family group as well? We do, yeah. We um, we do probably a dozen shows a year and mostly um, theaters and festivals. But um, that's definitely where my influence comes from, is uh, from playing with my grandfather and my great-grandfather and my dad and my brother and and my uncles. And so it's it's uh, it's a wonderful tradition that we, we have there. And, you know, we... I've grown up playing a mixture of music, but it's mostly kind of walked down to the roots of country and bluegrass and swing. And tell me about the fiddle. Anyone who's ever seen you perform knows how amazing you are. That is your trademark, uh, along with being a step dancer. But tell me about the fiddle. How young were you when you first picked it up and started to play? Well, I was about four when I first started playing. Um, my older brother, Tyler, is a wonderful fiddle player. And, and as I said, my grandfather plays. And uh, so it didn't take too much influence to start playing. I, I just wanted to keep up with the boys. And uh, so as far as I can remember, um, my dad had a dance band, and, and we would we would go out on the weekends and play with them and just um, join in whenever we could. So officially wow. it was four when I started playing. And, uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm very fortunate to have had that kind of um, influence that early on and uh, support for sure. Yeah. And uh, you've had a chance to play for quite a few artists to back them up uh, as a fiddle player. Uh, I understand that mm-hmm. you had that chance with Ronnie Dunn from Brooks and Dunn. Uh, was it on a, an award show a few years back? Yeah, it was at the, the country Canadian Country Awards in Hamilton, I, um, I guess five or six years ago, and and that was an, uh, an incredible experience. Um, there was kind of a group of us uh, fiddle players, including Allie Rainey, and it was uh, it was such a thrill to meet Ronnie Dunn and and his band and have that opportunity on on the live uh, television show. 
Awesome. Well, I, I love the fiddle, as does any country music fan. So whenever I hear you perform and I've seen you perform live, you are so good at it. Oh, thank you. Amen thank you. to that. It's a labor of love. I just <laughs> love it. <laughs> One of the best. It's awesome. Lindsay Beckett. Uh, Thorn and Roses is who I am speaking with, Jay Real, Jana LaDuke, and Lindsay Beckett. Uh, let's turn to some music, and uh, you guys will be going into the studio. But right now I've got some songs uh, that you've covered, and the first one we'll play is So Much for Pretending, which was a great hit for country singer Brian White uh, a number of years ago. Tell me about uh, this song and maybe how you guys feel when you perform it. You know, we that particular song, we actually start uh, every night with that particular uh, song. Um, uh, again, going back to being a tenor, Brian White sings a little bit more in a higher register. So uh, when he came out, same thing, uh, fell in love with his particular mm-hmm. music. And uh, he's got so many great songs. He had a couple of great records. Uh, but this one and Sitting on Go is another one that we've done here and there. But, uh, yeah, just a wonderful artist and a great song. So, uh, But it's one of those nice medium, uh, sort of up-tempo-ish songs, but it's a good song to start with. It sort of just sets the tempo of the set for us. This is Thorn and Roses here on In the Country, and so much for pretending. in all your glory I thought you were perfect for me I was out of my mind Looks like I was winning Was the best love I'd ever been in Just when we were beginning The end you left me behind And I was looking forward to a happy ending So much for pretending
And that is Thorn and Roses covering the Brian White song. So much for pretending. What a great song. And you can check out uh, these three at thornandroses.net. You're speaking of Brian White, uh, and I know, Jay, you would just kill this song. One of my favorites of his is I'm Not Supposed to Love You Anymore. Oh, great tune. Ballad. Great ballad. Beautiful. Yeah. So emotional. Beautiful song. Yes, it is. Uh, One of my favorites. You know what? You, that was a good point you just said. Very emotional. That I, when I listen to music, that's what gets me the most is passion and emotion. Um, and, and you're right. He it, he sings that particular song very emotionally, and uh, uh, he's just a, he's just such a great uh, great artist on his own right. You know, great singer, great writer. Um, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, and oh, and he sings in my range. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That's, uh, speaking yeah. of somebody who doesn't speak in your range, but uh, I saw this on YouTube um, earlier. Uh, you covered the great Merle Haggard. You did a great job on it, uh, Natural High. And I guess you performed it, I guess, shortly after he passed away because it was, it was kind of in dedication to him. Uh, great job on that song, by the way. Thank you. You know what? Um, it, it was actually done that day. Uh, I got the wow. information, of course, through Facebook, as most people do, that uh, he had passed. And uh, that night, I think it was, I think it was 11:45. I got it uploaded to YouTube, so I just made it on the same day. But uh, that was my my dedication to him. Um, I had a, a very unique opportunity to spend a day with the man at his studio in California, and uh, he. He is everything legends are supposed to be. He was brilliant. Uh, he was well-spoken. Uh, he was just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful man. And uh, the world lost a legend for sure. What a great opportunity you had to meet him in person. That, uh, that's got to be a great memory uh, you, you, go, you go back to now and then. You know, it was, uh, that, that was definitely one of the highlights. Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, Jana, have you been starstruck at this point? Have you had a chance to uh, run into any of your uh, heroes from music? Do you know what? Probably the most monumental moment for me happened when I was maybe, I think, 12 years old. My dad took me to a B.B. King concert, believe it or not. And uh, I, my dad and I were just sitting in the front chatting after the concert, and he actually came out and packed up his own gear and sat and chatted with my dad and I for probably 15, 20 minutes. And at the end of the conversation gave me his guitar pick and I had sung a little bit for him. And of course I was 12 years old at the time. So I wish my 30 year old self could go back and tell my 12 year old self how monumental that <laughs> yeah. moment was. I have appreciated just how fantastic that opportunity was, but I'll never forget it. He was just the most kind, gentle man I'd ever met and, wow. and told me to keep singing gave me guitar pick and said you know someday you might be up here and and you know that's I've that stuck with me forever so I, I know that's not I didn't get to play with him I didn't I wasn't on stage but to me that was probably yeah. the most influential moment for me just yeah. oh my goodness you have no idea it was so cool so it's amazing that was a big one it's amazing me. yeah yeah, what the what those moments can do. And Lindsay, I wanted to ask you about uh, Thorn and Roses on stage. So, for anyone who hasn't been out to one of your shows yet, what can they expect when uh, they come out and see you guys on stage? 
Well, we we like to bring a lot of energy to our shows. I think our live shows are what really set us apart. We've, we we um, we do a, a bunch of different genres of music in our own style, and um, obviously there's lots of three part harmony. There's lots of stepping, and um, and with each different genre like country and rock and and kind of some swing and bluegrass, we um, it, it still kind of stylistically sounds like us just given the different the different voices and the different acoustic um, sounds. So having the fiddle as the lead instrument certainly sets it apart in terms of there's no lead guitar. So um, that in itself is, is kind of unique in having Jana play acoustic. And, and Jay is so talented. He's playing, he's a triple threat here. He's singing, he's playing bass and drums at the same time. So it's just sonically, it's something really that, that uh, produces a lot of energy, and, and it's so much fun. We have a, a blast on stage together. I'm speaking with Jay Reel, Jana LaDuke, and Lindsay Beckett from Ontario's Thorn and Roses. You can check them out at thornandroses.net. Uh, let's turn to another song here that you guys do in your shows. Uh, this is a version of Black Horse and a Cherry Tree. And, Jay, tell me, tell me about a bit about this song when you perform it. When we perform this song, uh, you know what? This is one of those songs that... Um, Everybody knows. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you start into this, as soon as they hear the first little guitar doing the dunk, 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 everybody gets on their feet and they know it. And uh, it's kind of interesting. It, it's not only interesting, but uh, it makes the band feel good and play better when you have a whole audience of people singing with you. So uh, we really enjoy right. putting this one in the particular set. That is awesome. Well, let's hear it now. Thorn and Roses and their version of Black Horse and a Cherry Tree on In the Country. Well, my heart knows the better than I know myself, so I'm going to let it do all the talking. I came across a place in the middle of nowhere with a big black horse and a cherry tree.
And that is Thorn and Roses, a great cover of Black Horse and a Cherry Tree. I want to thank all three of you for being here. It's been a great pleasure. Oh, thanks so much, Dave. We're really grateful for your your time. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. And again, congratulations on your nomination this year. We're very, very oh, excited thank you. to see how that all plays out. With, yeah, with I know. My dear. So. I'll tell very, you, what, Dave. Let's thank- make a deal. Once, once. Once we got a few songs in the bag and ready to, uh, we got a few, two or three, four songs ready to go, can we do another interview? I would love that. That'd be awesome. And we'll give you some new songs. I would love that. That's a guarantee. We'll do that. We'll talk about the new songs and and catch up and uh, cover some other topics. Sounds great. Thanks so much, uh, all three of you, Jay, Jana, and Lindsay, and uh, we'll chat with you soon. Great. Thanks so much, Dave. My guests have been Thorn and Roses. I'm Dave Woods, and that'll wrap up this edition of In the Country.